You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Heidi. Welcome back to the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you so much for sharing the podcast. Uh, We are gathering listeners every week. It is amazing to me how many people are being reached and helped with this. And so I thank you for forwarding the information to people who you feel may benefit from it. Uh, Today is kind of an impromptu podcast. I'm talking off the cuff, but I have a lot of people in both my clients as well as in the um, Strength Within group over the last couple weeks that are struggling deeply with the pain and the um, whirlwind of finding out about infidelity uh, within their relationship. And... You know, this is a very touchy subject. Nobody really wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to be embarrassed about it. But, you know, the definition of infidelity is the action or state of being unfaithful. And, you know, infidelity or cheating or affairs in any type of intimate relationship are devastating. And, you know, I did the podcast a few weeks ago on betrayal And an affair or infidelity in a relationship that you trusted to be honest is a huge form of betrayal. And even though there's not a right or wrong answer to any of this, I thought maybe if I could give a little bit of perspective so that possibly people could think of it a little bit from a different point of view. Not that anything is going to make this go away or justify the behavior or make it okay with you or make you feel better. But, you know, it's one thing when there is a case of cheating or a case of an affair where somebody falls out of love with someone and falls into love with somebody else. But there's a whole different set of dynamic when a toxic person is using people in their lives to get what they want and incorporating the infidelity and the cheating into their master manipulation plan. So I just want to try, and I repeat try, whether this is going to work or not, I have no idea. But I really want to try to just get a little bit of information that some of you can just grasp onto. Maybe, maybe you can hang on to it as a, as a little bit of hope for what you're going through right now or why you don't understand what you've been through. And I think a lot of feelings come out when there's the discovery that somebody's been unfaithful or somebody's been dishonest. And of course, I think the first feeling is, uh, you know, it's a slap in the face. 
it's a punch in the gut. You get sick to your stomach. You feel out of your head. There's, you know, there's a lot of um, anxiety that goes with that type of discovery. And it's totally normal. So there's a few emotions that go into this um, as you find out and as the few days, weeks after it process. And of course, one of the emotions you deal with is anger. Okay, obviously you're mad. Why are you mad? You have invested in what you thought was a trustworthy relationship, right? And all of a sudden, it has now blown up in your face. So the mad emotion is, is very present. It's very reactive and it's very normal in a situation like that. Then I believe there is quite a bit of panic also that comes in when you first discover the news or you've heard or you've stumbled upon something or you've put the pieces together or you've problem solved or you've, you know, detective agented it until you figured it out. Um, then there's a large amount of panic because now what? What if this? What if that? What am I going to do now? What about the kids? What about the house? I can't believe this happened. Where am I going to go? And it's completely overwhelming. You know, and then as you process through it just a little bit more, there's, there's grief because, you know, I thought that this was supposed to be forever and I thought that this was a trustworthy relationship and I have invested and I've been honest and I've been loyal and now what am I going to do? I don't know how to, I don't know how to give this up. I don't know how to take this part of my life and put it away and be okay with the fact that this happened and move on. There's a significant amount of shame that goes with, um, you know, finding out that there's been infidelity or that there's been mistrust or cheating and the thing that I find uh, a little bit backwards with the shame or the embarrassed part is if you're not the one that has been misbehaving, why are you the one that feels embarrassed? You know, uh, the other, if it was the other person or your partner that has been misbehaving, we for some reason judge ourselves and feel like we should be the ones that feel shamed. And, and the reason we do that is because we immediately feel like we did something wrong, we were not good enough for some reason, or the other person is better than us. So that embarrassed and shame comes in, which is hard to deal with and hard to get over. Um, I know that one of the things that pops up a lot is the last one to know. You know, a lot of times affairs sometimes friends know sometimes family members know so when you find out that there is something going on behind your back or on you know over the the phone or you know electronically you immediately feel like you're the only one in your world that didn't know this was going on and that makes you feel shameful because how embarrassing that you could be so naive and everybody else knew now it's not entirely true that everybody else knows, but you definitely feel like everybody else knows. And so then you're dealing with this embarrassment on top of the mad, on top of the panic, and on top of the, the grief, which causes a lot of anxiety and, and really makes you feel like you can't, you can't cope. 
So, you know, you kind of got this whole bundle of stuff that goes along with it. And then on top of it, you know, you're sad. You're sad because you've been disappointed by somebody that you trusted and somebody that said they loved you and somebody that you've invested in. You, you have then put up a wall and a lot of times you become numb when this panic whirlwind is going on and you become numb. So during that time, you might even deny that it happened. You know, that numbness, as we talked about probably in every podcast, um, is a protection mechanism. You know, if you are in an emotionally abusive situation, your protective mechanism is to become numb so your feelings don't hurt. The same thing happens when you are in a relationship that all of a sudden blows up in your face or crumbles to the ground, you immediately become numb because that's, that's how you protect your feelings. The next thing that comes down the line is an immediate, I want them back. You know, they still belong to me. You know, I want them back. We beg for them to come back. We fight for them to come back. We'll do anything for them to come back. We'll change if they'll just come back. Because we feel that loss of something that belongs to us. You know, we may, we took marriage vows or we've been dating for two years or come on, we've always been partners and we make the best team. So, you know, you do want them back because what am I going to do without them? All of the sudden, my world just fell apart. And if we could just get back together, all this hurt and pain would go away and maybe we could forget that it ever happened. So all of this emotion goes on within the first, you know, few weeks of this crazy discovery that you've been stabbed in the back. But the thing I want to talk about a little bit today is I want you to step back just a little bit. If you are listening to this podcast, because I don't know why you'd listen to this podcast unless you had a reason to. If you are listening to the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast, chances are someone in your life is not healthy for you. Now I know, obviously, there's a lot of dynamics of unhealthy. So today I am speaking to those that are in intimate relationships. But step back because when you have infidelity and cheating and affairs show up within a toxic relationship, we have to look at it from a different point of view. Now, this is the part that I said I'm really just talking off the cuff today because you are still going to go through every emotion that I just described because you are invested in the relationship. As you know, you are kind, caring, loving, and good, compassionate person. So you have invested in this relationship. So when it falls apart and it crumbles because of an affair or some type of cheating, you are going to go through all of those that I just talked about. The mad, the panic, the grief, the embarrassed, the shame, the sad, the immediate response that makes you possessive and you want them back and you're going to fight and you're going to win. You're going to go through all of those. But the thing I need to remind you of, and again, every person is different and every relationship is different. So I'm just trying to maybe shed a little light on what may be going on. Because each relationship is different, this may or may not be true. But 
we talk about the things that toxic people need that are different than the things that we need. Uh, we are kind, com- caring, compassionate, loving. We need to be around friends. We get ha- we are happy when we make people happy. You know, we like to be organized. We like to be structured. We like to have people around us. We like to laugh. We like to, you know, get things done. We like to, to just really be involved in the human aspect and the feeling aspect of our life, right? What about a toxic person is not like that? Remember, toxic people are about themselves and what they need to survive. When we're talking about what a toxic person needs to survive, it's control, power, attention, and admiration. So if you've been one that has just discovered infidelity or discovered cheating or life has been turned upside down because of an affair and you're listening to my podcast, I'm hoping that this will help. Remember the toxic person needs control, power, attention, and admiration. There are a lot of other character traits within a toxic person that would lead them into and down the path of cheating. Okay? Um, When we talk about love bombing in the beginning of a relationship, love bombing is where a toxic person portrays that they are your perfect mate. They like everything about you. They are inspired by what inspires you. They love the things you love. They like the hobbies you like. They like that you're independent. They like the way you look. They like the status of um, your social status. They like your family. They like your friend group, right? They love all of this, which makes you feel fully invested. This is the best person I've ever met in my life. I'm fully invested. After the love bombing stage, which when you are in a love bombing stage, what a toxic person is using you for is the attention and admiration portion of their needs. Any new relationship feeds attention and admiration very, very well. Okay. After you've been in the relationship for a while, anybody listening knows there is a point that it starts to turn. And when it starts to turn is when you start going from the person that is supplying the attention and the admiration and making them feel grand to the person that they now need to control in order to feel secure. And you know, you all know when that, when you started feeling that feeling, that first time your feelings were hurt by them, you thought, oh, that's different. That's not normal right? Oh, but that's okay. He has never done that before. She's never done that before. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt. But you all know when I'm talking to you now, when it started to turn. And when it starts to turn, you go from the attention, admiration supply, and they move you into the control power supply. And remember, they need all of those. And you would not be in their life unless you were supplying them with one of those. Okay. I'm trying to talk through this whole process. So what happens when you move into the control power supply for them, what is missing? The attention and admiration. So unless they're doing great in their job, they have a big friend group, you know, people are admiring them all the time, they need to find the attention and admiration from another avenue. And a lot of times it is through an affair or an emotion, you know, a um, electronic texting or emailing or, but they need something all the time that gives them attention. Okay. So if you've moved on into the control power 
supply for them. They are going to seek attention and admiration from somewhere else. Now, when an affair is confronted or you bring it up or you discover something and you present the facts, you need to remember what toxic people do. They are programmed to get what they want regardless of who it affects and how. So a toxic person is not going to apologize. They are not going to apologize for hurting your feelings and cheating on you. Now, if you threaten to leave them because of it and, the, and you're their control feed, you may get a, I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry, I'll fix it. But that is only because they feel you pulling away and they can't lose that control and power over you because that's what makes them feel secure, right? So they are not going to sincerely apologize for the act of infidelity or for the act of cheating. They are going to apologize only if they need to, to keep you where they want you. Not only that, they're probably going to gaslight you. You're going to show them the facts. They're going to say, that's not true. Or they'll, they'll, okay, fine, I'll tell you the story, but then they're going to omit a whole bunch of things. You know, well, you know, I knew her for a long time or we've been friends since high school and he just popped up on my newsfeed or, you know, and they're not going to tell you the whole story or they're going to convince you that the story is different from the facts that you found. And they're so silver tongued and you want them back so bad and you want to win the fight over this other person that you accept what they say and they get away with it. They're going to deny you know, I had somebody tell me, deny, deny, deny. Never admit you do it. Always deny. Okay, so if you have facts and they're denying, that immediately is going to be a crazy maker for you. That's going to make you question your reality, question your judgment, question your memory. They're going to deny mistreating you. They're going to deny cheating on you. They're going to deny hurting your feelings. And these are the things that you need to be very careful with because these are the things that make you feel like you're going crazy. They're going to deflect. Well, you're making a way bigger deal of it than it is. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. You're totally overreacting. If you would just listen to what I'm telling you, you would understand that it's not that big a deal. Okay, remember, we don't listen to toxic people's words. We watch toxic people's actions. Because toxic people can say whatever they want. And because they're so convincing, if we listen to their words, we will fall right into the trap. So they're going to deflect by saying, oh, you're, you're overreacting. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you. Or they'll deflect by saying, you are so sensitive. You, you would accuse me of having an affair with my sister if you thought that you could. You know, just don't be so sensitive. Be, you know, be a little more confident. Where did your confidence go? You used to have so much confidence when I met you. And now what? Now you're threatened by everybody? So when they throw out the, oh, you're overreacting or, oh, you're so, you're so insecure and you're so sensitive. You know, what happened to the strong you? You immediately will now be very hesitant to bring the subject up again. Because you brought a subject up with facts that was literally hurting your feelings, breaking your heart, making you lose sleep, upsetting your entire life, making you feel crazy. You pour your heart out about how badly it's hurt you and they turn around and say, oh, it's really nothing. You're, you're totally overreacting. So the last thing you want to be is too sensitive, 
overreactive or insecure. So the next time you, you're going to think twice before you bring this subject up again. The other thing they will do, a toxic person will blame you for it. Well, you know, if you would have been a better wife or if you would just supply my needs a little better, you know, you never instigate anything. You never flirt with me anymore. You act like I'm not here. If you would have just done this, I wouldn't have had to do that. So immediately now they've blamed you for their bad behavior. And what does that do to you? Oh, we go put our gym clothes on and we jump on that treadmill of, okay, I just got to try a little bit harder. I'm, I've got to be good enough. I got to get up to this standard so that she doesn't step out on me again. Or it's going to be my fault when the next time I, when the next time I catch her with it, you know, with a boyfriend. But, but we accept the blame by going, oh, well, you know, I've never been a wife before. So maybe, maybe it is my fault, but I'll try harder. So what did that do? By blaming you, it totally gave them permission to do what they want while you work on yourself and see if you can, you know, just be good enough. The other thing that they will like to do is the silent treatment. If you keep on and you want an explanation and you want to know how come they left and how come they hurt you and how come they did this, they just will stop talking about it. Or they'll say, I'm not talking about this again. And then what are your options? then you're sitting there left to deal with it all by yourself because they're not giving you any explanation. They're not admitting they did it. They're not, you know, they're not helping talk you through it. They're not saying anything. So after three or four days of the silent treatment, what do we do? Well, we can't stand the silent treatment and we'd much rather be able to get some of their attention than not get their attention so we immediately apologize for overreacting, for being too sensitive, for not being good enough, and for not trying hard enough. So what has just happened is we have now taken responsibility for the toxic person's bad behavior when it comes to infidelity, cheating, and affairs. So when you are laying in bed at night and they're not answering the phone, and they're not answering the texter, and the only thing you can think of is, I wonder who they're with. I wonder what's going on. I wonder, you know, I want you to step back and just, just know if that's where you are, you are the control power feed for them, and there somebody else is the attention feed for them. And it is not gonna matter what you do, or how good you get, or how hard you try. That will be your life. Because that is how a toxic person operates. I know I'm sounding very, very harsh, but I, I sent um, this meme to somebody early this morning uh, because they were dealing exactly with this. And it said, I'm pretty sure that the person making you cry every day and laying awake at night is not your soulmate. So why is it that we feel this strong need to fix ourselves to be good enough so that they come back to us. It's because they have programmed us to feel like they are either all we deserve, all we're going to get, we're not worthy of love, we don't deserve anything better. And through the toxic traits that we live with every day with them and the beat downs and the criticisms and the, you know, the comparisons, we immediately believe that 
we deserve to be cheated on and we have to fix it. And the truth is you don't have to fix it. You have to realize that you deserve more than laying awake at night with a phone that somebody is not responding to. You deserve more than somebody who's going to pretend they're not cheating on you. You deserve somebody who respects your feelings and who holds your feelings to a higher standard than their own. Somebody who, when you fight, even though you're mad at each other, is makes sure that you're still okay. That's what you deserve. You don't deserve endless nights of crying by yourself with no explanation, only to be left with holding the blame in the morning. So if you are in a toxic relationship or a relationship that is not healthy for you and you are dealing with cheating, just remember, everything a toxic person does is for control, power, attention, and admiration, including affairs and cheating and infidelity. It goes along the same lines as everything else they do so that they feel secure because they need that feed for themselves to feel like they're in control. And I'm sorry this is an ugly subject, but it's been popping up everywhere in my clients' lives right now. And I just feel like if I could shed any light on this horribly painful feeling that I wanted to try to do that today. So I would not be surprised if I get questions off of this podcast. So there's a lot to cover and I probably didn't touch on everybody's. And again, everybody's situation is different, but I'm hoping that I can make you see this from a different perspective. Because if you're listening to this podcast, they're toxic, which means they're toxic at home, they're toxic at work, they're toxic when they're cheating. So learn how a toxic person works because that is going to explain a lot when stuff like this happens. You don't have to take the blame for their bad behavior. You know, you're going to have to accept an apology that you're not going to get. Don't take the silent treatment as an answer. But through it all, you don't have to beg them to come back. You have to beg yourself to care for yourself and get out. So again, I hope this helps people. This is Dr. Heidi. Thank you for being here, and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.